Right. Meanwhile, you and I need to go travelling. Uh, because we are off to speak to John Bonfiglio. He's Talk Radio's Latin American correspondent. Joins me now. John, good morning to you. Morning, James. How are you? Yeah, really well. Thank you very much indeed for joining us once again here on Talk TV. So, uh, look, we uh, have all of our own uh, excitement and stories, but uh, we do like to uh, travel around the world and find out uh, what's happening elsewhere. Uh, you've got uh, elections taking place in Colombia. Um, what's going on? Yep. Um, joining you here from Bogota, capital of uh, Colombia, this, this morning or this, this evening for me. Here is still the previous evening and it's big elections coming up. Uh, first round presidential elections this Sunday, wherein if a candidate scores more than 50%, they will win outright. And if not, then they will go to the top two candidates will go into a, into a runoff in June. But the big news is that the, the, the leading candidate, uh, Gustavo Petro, uh, is a uh, former mayor of Bogota, but also formerly a guerrilla, a militant. Uh, and it is looking very likely that he is going to be the next president of uh, Colombia and Colombia's first left-wing president um, in, its, in its history, unless something remarkable happens. And there's been a uh, turbulent um, period of history recently in, in Colombia over the course of the last few years with a number of uh, demonstrations and civil strife and, of course, COVID uh, and, and so on. Uh, so it's, it, you're never quite sure here what is ahead on a day-to-day -day basis. But, yeah, unless a big surprise uh, takes place over the next uh, few days and weeks, then the, the continuing move towards the left uh, of, of leaders across Latin America is going to continue with this um, you know, very high-profile candidate and, and leadership and country. And so what does it mean in terms of uh, your lives, um, in terms of uh, the lives of those in Colombia? So if you have somebody who is a leftist uh, candidate, what does left-wing politics look like where you are? I mean, I think it really depends, uh, you know, if we're talking about traditional left or progressive left uh, or even you know, authoritarian left, which, which you do still have in some countries in, in Latin America, particularly the likes of Venezuela and so on. Uh, Petro's politics are very much of the progressive left. So he's already talking about, uh, you know, sweeping changes environmentally in terms of uh, energy transition and so on. He's talking about, about listening to, to agrarian workers. I mean, obviously, you know, one of the big issues in, in Colombia has been the... Uh, the, the half-century-old, basically, civil war which has taken place here between the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia and the state. And whilst that, not, that is not live at the moment, there is certainly a generation of militants that have entered the political fold and, and are actually trying to, to address now the issues that were being um, addressed or attempted to address militarily through a political process. And, of course, you've then got, you know, in a big sense here, the presence of... Uh, of cartels, production of cocaine, uh, and so on as well. So, uh, so Petro is in particular going to try and address these problems. I mean, he's very much stated that he's going to that the war on drugs is not has not been successful, that it's not going to work, uh, that it hasn't worked, and that it needs to be addressed differently. And very much by uh, addressing the problem at demand side, i.e., in the U.S. sense, rather than supply side here, which causes untold. Uh, suffering in rural farming communities uh, across the country. Of course, you know, as per usual, um, the the right is is worried, is speaking openly about, you know, um, an outflux of uh, of investment, certainly of foreign uh, investment and so on. But there is really a hope amongst your. I mean, he's very popular amongst uh, 
you know, young students and progressives I mean, and so on. When and you... certainly they, they hope that, you know, real change is coming in terms of what society is going to look like in Colombia. When you talk about uh, those uh, changes, though, and you talk about that hope, uh, there are a lot of people outside of uh, Colombia who will just look at uh, the country and the economy as a bit of a basket case. Yeah, I mean, that's not actually the case. Colombia has moved on, uh, you know, an incredible amount. And actually walking through the streets of Bogotá or Medellín or Cartagena or a number of other, you know, main um, urban centres in in Colombia, you're definitely not going to feel as though it's a throwback Latin American country. It is incredibly uh, progressive, vibrant, in big infrastructural projects and so on. So it, it really doesn't feel that way at all. And in fact, Medellin has won awards, uh, has been the best city for a number of different uh, innovations for the last uh, 10 years, being cities right across the uh, across the world. So it definitely doesn't feel that way here. And there is big innovation and change taking place here. Nonetheless, Colombia still suffers from some, you know, some significant intrinsic uh, existential problems, which which haven't gone away uh, in terms of, you know, the, the, the big things that affect it in terms of its, uh, its traditional growing of the coca leaf and the exporting of that and so on, you know, organised organized crime, uh, natural disaster, etc. Okay, let's talk very briefly about uh, displaced people. Uh, the UN Refugee Agency, they've said that the global number of uh, forcibly displaced people has passed 100 million for the first time, uh, describing it as a staggering milestone. Um, what does that mean when it comes to Latin America? How many people are displaced and, and what are governments doing about it? Yeah, I think here that's really that can be seen in, in two big areas. And the first big area is where I am now, is Colombia has received uh, an exponentially high number of uh, of Venezuelans. It's estimated between a third and a quarter of Venezuelans have left the country uh, over the last three or four years. And the vast majority of those have come through Colombia. Uh, its western neighbour have settled or attempted to settle here. So w w what you have statistically then here in Colombia is that you know, somewhere between one in 10 and one in 20 citizens now in Colombia are, are Venezuelans. And that's generated you know, a huge amount of strife. And also uh, brings back the memory of the fact that during uh, the, the civil conflicts uh, from the 60s on until about 2015, 2016, there were 7 million internally displaced people here in Colombia. So, you know, there's very much that present here. More broadly in Latin America, I think the big uh, movements in terms of displacement are from Central America, from your, your Guatemala, your El Salvador, your Nicaragua, your, your Honduras, and also Haiti as well moving um, out of those areas, out of Central America, uh, up through Mexico uh, and up in particular to the, uh, to the US border as a result of uh, natural disaster, conflict, persecution and so on. So that big arrow driving um, those individuals up is really the big other factor here in terms of displaced people. There we go. Uh, John, thank you so much for joining us once again uh, this morning, this evening, from uh, Latin America, from uh, Bogota, as you say. Thank you very much indeed for bringing us up to date with the very latest. Much appreciated. It's John Bonfiglio, Talk uh, TV's Latin American correspondent. Bring us